0: Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Hello there, you are listening to episode 268 of Sexology Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nazanin Moali. Thank you so much for tuning in to our channel. I know it's around the Valentine's Day and I bet you guys are thinking about your Valentine dates and what you're gonna do. And I certainly hope that you're making it a special night. Valentine's anniversary birthdays are often one of those occasions that often people experiment with making things slightly or a lot spicier. We just wrapped up our workshop on how to create a legendary sex date night. Thank you so much for those of you who attended the workshop. I loved hearing your experiences and I shared with you guys all of the tips and tricks that I use to make things exciting. So if you want to be part of the workshop in the future, make sure you are signing up for our waiting list. Today, we're going to talk about handjobs, not your middle school, those kind of handjobs. We're going to talk about ways that you can improve the skill and making it part of a, one of the uh, exciting things in the sexual menu that you're creating, hopefully, with your lover. We're going to talk about how you can build excitement arousal before. We're going to talk about ideal positions for it. We're going to talk about different ways of stroking, what to do if you get hand your hand gets tired. We're going to talk about toys that you can use. So, Make sure you are listening all the way to the end so you can get all the wonderful tips and tricks that our guest is sharing with us. My guest today is Ashley Manta. Ashley is an award-winning sex educator and coach and has become a sought-after authority on mindfully combining sex and cannabis as part of her cannabis sexual brand. She's the author of the CBD Solution Sex published in 2020 in conjunction with Mary Jane and Chronicle Books. She completed her certification as a body sex facilitator after studying with legendary pleasure pioneer Betty Dodson. She has her own podcast called Elevated Intimacy Podcast, and she has a number of different courses. So make sure you are checking out her content also, if you are interested in getting some idea of how you can make things exciting this Valentine's Day, I created this free checklist. It's nine of my favorite uh, seduction strategies for foreplay, things that you can implement tonight with your lover to make things more exciting. So make sure you are heading to our show notes and downloading that list. All right, without further ado, here's my conversation with Ashley Monta. Hello and welcome to another episode of Sexology Podcast. I am very excited to welcome Ashley Menta on our show. Ashley, welcome to our show.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: I haven't shared this with you, but when I was looking for educators to come on the on the show about this topic, I I signed up for your mini courses and I loved it. Yeah, I was like, oh, this is fun. And you know, as a sex therapist, someone in the field, you think you know everything, but I learned a lot. I know the video I saw was focused on vulva owners, yes, uh, but it was
1: so helpful. Oh my gosh, I love that you did that. The mini course is such a fun way to get into hand sex and and coming at it from a different perspective instead of just a stop along the way to something else, that having it be a destination all its own.
0: And I'm a visual learner. You know, I I read about things and no matter how many times I read things, I was like, what what do they mean? Like upper labia? Yes. But I think seeing that like demonstration, it's very tasteful for our listeners that are listening to this. It was very helpful. So I'm super excited to have you as a guest. So we're talking about hand job for penis owners. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so let's talk about before. So before we are transitioning to doing the hand job, how can we build excitement and arousal?
1: I like to sext prior to actually having in-person intimacy. And so one of my favorite ways to do it is actually just take a picture of your hand and just have like a little winky face or a little devil emoji. And, and that lets your partner know that hand pleasure is on the horizon. <laughs>
0: I love that. And you know, when, when people talk about sexting or dirty talking at times, some people feel intimidated. I was like, I don't know what I have to say, but I like that you're, you're making it simple. Like this is, this is what's coming. This is what you're getting. And they will get excited.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) What other tips do you have for sexting? I mean, I love that. that The first one was great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) more. I like to kind of suggest, like, I have an idea. Reid Mahalko is one of my colleagues, and that's one of my favorite phrases of his, is I have an idea. And so the obvious response to that is, well, what's your idea? And then you say, well, I just heard this amazing podcast, and it gave me some, some inspiration, and I'd love to experiment with some of these new techniques that I just learned on you. Are you interested in, in being my sexy test subject? <laughs> who
0: wouldn't want that?
1: (laughs) Right? I volunteer as tribute.
0: (laughs) Well, so we texted to our partner. They came from work wild and ready. So what are we doing next?
1: (laughs) I like to have a really beautiful space set up in which to explore intimacy. So maybe you lie down a towel or a waterproof blanket so that you don't have fluids on the sheets or on the comforter perhaps have some water nearby in case one or both of you gets thirsty, have lube, definitely lube handy, (laughs) pun intended, is very, very important. And I actually like to have hand towels or washcloths. So when your hands are all sticky and you're reaching for something else, you don't have the bottle slip out of your hand and fly across the room, which I have definitely had happen. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and then if you have any toys that you want to be incorporating into your hand sex or erotic explorations just have those nearby so that they're easily within reach and you're ready to play
0: no I I love that you kind of think like invite us to think ahead that this is what what you would need and you wanted to have handy versus looking for it and kind of like trying to find it in the middle of the act so I think it's even if I had like a partner that was like would prepare everything in that way. That would be a turn on. And I love that you talked about setting the environment. I feel that's the part that sometimes gets overlooked in couples in long-term relationship. And we want to just get to the action. And the environment is not inviting. Like maybe Mm -hmm. you have things pile up across the room or there's a funky smell or all sorts of things. And that can be a huge turnoff.
1: Absolutely. It takes maybe five or ten minutes of intentional care to make the space Available and and conducive to pleasure. Maybe you change the lighting a little bit, draw the blinds, or put on a playlist of of your favorite kind of music that makes you feel sexy. For me, that tends to be like either sort of bump and grind two thousands like hip hop R and B or EDM like Emancipator, Portishead, Morcheeba, that kind of variety. And having that on in the background and just like starting to feel into your body. Maybe light some incense or some candles. It just really sets you into a different headspace of, oh, it's playtime now.
0: I, I think that's beautiful. And I think kind of like it goes back to the point that I always talked about it with our listeners and my clients that kind of like showing all the respect, respect yes. for yourself and the respect for your partner and respect could look like you showed up here to have good time. Versus trying to kind of like get get things done quickly and kind of like not enjoy it. And I love the music that you're saying that we used to be, my husband and I we used to be more adventurous, but now I feel like we have this opening act. We, we play weekend. <laughs> so if someone in weekend, they're like, this show is starting. <laughs> So I think it's helpful and fun to have some kind of music in the background, if that's something that you're interested in. I know some people get distracted. Sometimes people's taste of music is different, but I think that's that's wonderful. And I think wearing something clean and respectful, I, I, I'm not sure. I think maybe this is a more of a gender specific thing. I feel women tend to be more visual with this thing. And I think sometimes penis owners are like more into do it now already, <laughs>
1: Right. You're naked. I'm naked. Let's do the thing.
0: Right. Right. Don't worry about the pile of clothing. So I, I have clients, certainly Filipinas owners, that they were really interested in setting an environment and have this sensual experience. But I think minimum, you want to make sure that the place is uh, neutral to inviting and yes. you both are in a good mindset. And I think music, as you mentioned, can be a good thing to help you to shift your mindset. Because sometimes we are so busy with the thoughts of work and life, and then that's hard to pivot to this kind of sexual space. So I think music can help with that.
1: Love it. Yeah, getting all of your senses involved, I think, is always going to be a win. And thinking ahead to having a bottle of water nearby in case your throat gets parched from all the moaning and the asking for what you want. (laughs) (laughs) And and maybe some nibbles like little almonds or or dark chocolate, like just something to kind of make you feel like that's not going to be messy. It's not going to get everywhere, but if you get a little peckish in between, Amazing sexual experiences—it gives you just a little something to to continue to fuel you.
0: Beautiful. So tell us about erogenous zones. What are some of the places that are sexy, and we want to make sure we are kind of exploring those areas? Of course, I always say that this is such an individual individualized thing. Like some people like there's part of their body to get touched, and some people like to just revolt. But what are some of the kind of like more common places for penis owners?
1: More common for penis. Owners And as you said, it is completely subjective. So always check in with your partner and be like, I'm thinking about touching you here. Are there any of those things that don't sound appealing to you? Or would you like me to adjust that in some way? So giving them choice, but inner thigh is almost always a win. So, you know, stroking gently with your fingertips up their inner thigh in a really suggestive, inviting way. The balls often get really neglected. We focus so much on penetration and the balls just sort of get ignored. And I know a lot of people who don't have penises of their own, who don't have balls of their own, are like maybe a little intimidated because they're like, well, what if I heard it? All you ever hear is how like if you get if they you even graze them, then then there's, there's so much pain. And so we're like, ah, nervous. But in reality, whoever happens to own that particular set of balls has been doing all manner of things to them as long as they could reach them. So like there's as long as you're not trying to hurt them, you're probably solid. But just like stroking over the balls with your fingertips or maybe some light scratches, you know, gently squeezing or gently tugging, not hard. You know, you're not trying to obviously inflict pain unless that's something your partner's into, but just going in with some enthusiasm of enjoying touching your partner and especially the parts of them that may not have ever been worshipped or adored in that way and and like behind the balls around the perineum is a super hot spot of nerves if you have a partner who is kind of say anal phobic you can assure them that like, I promise I'm going to just play with your perineum or your taint if you like that better. I'm not going to go anywhere near your ass. You can trust me that I would not like violate your boundaries in that way, but I'm just going to explore and, and touch this area and, and let me know how it feels.
0: I love that. And I, I know that sometimes people are, they have reservation, but once they explore that area, they, there's no going back. <laughs> oh <my laughs> I have God. my clients that are telling me that their partner used their vibrator. They were playful, played in that part. And now they want to kind of like claim the vibrators for themselves. <laughs>
1: That happens.
0: Well, tell us if our lover and I, you know, I love the term lover, but then I'm partner. When I hear partner, I, I get PTSD from schoolwork. <laughs> <laughs> the partners that they were not doing their work, so I, I call them lover.
1: <laughs> totally.
0: So if our lover has a, they have a, a foreskin. What are we doing hmm. with the foreskin?
1: Ah. First of all, we are celebrating the foreskin. (laughs) Foreskin gets such a bad rap in North American culture. And if you go anywhere else in the world, foreskin is just a normal, awesome thing. But for some reason, Americans in particular are like, foreskin, oh my goodness. And so when you happen to meet foreskin in the wild, like be so pleased and celebratory of like your body is amazing there is nothing wrong with you this is another part of you that i get to play with and adore i love foreskin it's it's a built-in masturbation sleeve right like it's 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 something where it's going to slide up and down over the shaft and has so many nerve endings packed into it And then the glands or the head of the penis is so much more sensitive because it's covered most of the time. And you still need lube, but I find that with foreskin, you need a little bit less lube than you would with a circumcised penis. So yeah, like check in with the partner, especially if you're new to to intimacy with them and say, Hey, can you show me how you like to have your cock stroked and have your foreskin played with? I'd really love to see how that works for you, especially if you don't have a whole lot of experience with foreskin and then, you know, lube up your hand and go to town.
0: Well, speaking of lube up your hand, I know that there's a galaxy of options for lubes. So what are some of the good ones that you recommend for for hand play? You know, I like I just to start with, like people sometimes they use saliva, and no shame on that, but that's definitely not lube. And like once you use lube, then uh, you're you will never go back.
1: Yes, I could not agree more. I <laughs> I just recorded a whole series of videos for Fun Factory, the sex toy company, and the, my sign off was just remember. Spit is not lube.
0: <laughs> like, I think that needs to be a slogan. Like we need it on billboards. Because yes, we need what. it on
1: billboards and t-shirts and stickers and bumper <laughs> stickers because that is like gospel. Yeah, spit is not lube. And I understand in a pinch, if that's all you got, that's fine. But this is where that whole planning ahead thing really comes into play. Water-based lube is tends to be people's go-to because it's compatible with everything. It's compatible with condoms. It's compatible with all sorts of toys. But I don't love water-based lube for hand sex because it dries out really quickly and it gets a little bit sticky and tacky, which is the opposite of what you want. For me, for hand sex, silicone lube is my jam. My favorite company is Sliquid. That's just liquid with an S. And they have silicone lube called Silver that is just so slick. It's so... Amazingly slippery. Slippery. You do not need to use a whole lot of it. A little bit goes a long way. It lasts and lasts and lasts. And I mean, I still like to re up every, you know, ten to fifteen minutes or so. But you really have a lot of staying power with silicone lube. And it allows you to do all these different positions without drag.
0: I also like silicone lube. And I know that it's not compatible with condom, those kind of things. But I think for... Am I saying that right? Is that I think the silicone is not or something else?
1: So silicone lube is not compatible with silicone toys.
0: I see. Silicone
1: lube is fully compatible with condoms.
0: Oh, wonderful. So what is not compatible with condom? Because we don't want (laughs) to... We don't want unwanted pregnancy.
1: Oil and latex are not friends.
0: Got you. Okay. So it's safe. So Silicon Loop safe with condom we don't Mm -hmm. want to ruin our toys so or we don't want to ruin your condom over toys so yes exactly we're not ruining those expensive toys Mm -hmm. (laughs) that they're a lifetime investment so (laughs) I I love that you're talking about loops and applying that frequently tell us about the how firm the group should be because you know one of the the very common complaint I get from my clients my office so one of the thing I do is like I ask people okay what's what's happening that's not working tell me and one of the number one complaints that penis owners have like my my partner was like the fir- the grip was so firm and what was she doing
1: <laughs> so Ooh. I'm
0: kind of curious like how firm should we hold on to the cock
1: that is such a great question and you know as you can imagine the answer is it really depends on the partner however you can calibrate your grip like you can start out just holding the cock in sort of a light grip and be like i'm gonna squeeze and you're gonna tell me when to stop squeezing and so you just kind of tighten and tighten and tighten and they go oh yeah right there and then you go up and down you go like that and they go yeah that's perfect and then you do it just like that
0: beautiful so we started with kind of like touching the other part of their body mm-hmm. tease different part we apply the loop and now we we're stroking and like first thing we're holding on to the cock and see like how firm they would like it to be. Then yes. what needs, what, what are some of the suggestion, suggested hand movement that, that you recommend us to explore?
1: Absolutely. So first of all, use both hands, no matter how much real estate you're working with, you can always like, you know, use a thumb and two fingers on each hand instead of your whole hand, but make sure you're using both hands because, those are two very powerful pleasure tools instead of just like propping yourself up on your elbow and only using one. So position actually ends up being very important where I like, as you saw probably in my my mini course, sitting between my partner's legs where they are lying on their back. I am sitting between their legs, facing them with their legs on top of my legs. We're sort of creating a diamond in between our two pelvises. And then I have both hands free. I can make eye contact with my partner. I can watch their chest rise and fall and see their facial expressions and the nonverbal cues that they're giving me. And then I can also directly say, how does this feel? Do you like it better when I do this or that? So with those two hands, I like to slide up the inner thigh, put one hand behind the balls and let them sort of cradle between my thumb and my first finger and put some pressure with the heel of my hand into the perineum. And then with the other hand, I'm coming from the top, putting some pressure on the pubic mound and then stroking up the cock and kind of creating this this V shape in between your two hands. And then from there, you can do lots of different things. Your your bottom hand can be playing with the balls and, and stroking gently over the balls. Your top hand can be going over the head of the cock, like in in a shape like you're, like you're juicing a lemon. Okay. So you can kind of go like that. And if you're not getting enough traction, you can bring your other hand up and hold the base while you're moving your top hand around on top of the head. You can take both hands on the shaft and twist back and forth in opposite directions like you're grinding pepper. I love the pepper grinder. (laughs) (laughs) Carry on. Yes. So I also like to have one hand on the base and one hand squeezing from the base and pulling off the top. I call that the bottle rocket. So you're like, squeeze, squeeze, squeeze off the top. And then you can go in the opposite direction. You can start at the top and squeeze down the shaft, like with the head of the cock going into your closed fist and then squeezing down around the shaft. And that's more like a waterfall.
0: Love that. I think like, I, I, I love all of these variations. Which one should we start with? Like what what is it like you would the the kind of like the hand on the base, like one on the around the ball and one moving up and down? Is that where we're starting?
1: That's where I like to start. And then I pretty quickly move into the pepper grinder. That's sort of my my base move. And then I bridge everything off of that. But that is so much more dynamic than the sort of stereotypical, just like hand jerking motion. It's it's really Think about it like you're giving a massage, like you're not just jerking off a cock, you are massaging their entire pelvis. And so you want to change the speed and the pressure and you want to move a lot to kind of keep it novel and interesting, except if they're like, oh, my God, don't stop doing that. Then don't stop doing that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I think that's fantastic. And I feel like if we are shifting to this advanced model of hand job, I think like then our lover, that's all they want to (laughs) do. Yeah like a massage under their genital. I think that's, that is amazing. When should we speed it up? Like, are we pay, uh, paying attention to their body, body language? And that's how we're gauging?
1: So my invitation is actually to resist the urge to speed up. A lot of times when we see our partner getting more excited, we want to do it more and, and, and everything gets kind of a lot of momentum going behind it when you notice that urge, I invite you to slow down instead hmm. to really draw out every single ounce of eroticism and sensation and, and encourage them to be so present where they're basically dripping off the ends of your fingertips. <laughs> and so like, instead of caving to the, oh my gosh, I have to speed up. Cause like, I want them to come, or I want them to just like have this incredible ecstasy. There's so much more ecstasy to be found in in taking the pace and, and tempo down so that they are just edging. <laughs> Mm -hmm. on and on and and so excited but not able to like get to the end so there's a tease in that that's really sexy
0: I love that and I can totally see that like it's it's inviting people to kind of like come in and out of that space which is so delicious and exciting and I was thinking it's all about mindset because when we Mm -hmm. are jerking off the way that you're talking about and we're just like want to get it over with yes that's that's where it comes up okay thank god they're coming Mm -hmm. (laughs) let's get it over it but if you're slowing down it it kind of like gives this signal of i'm i'm into this i'm interested well, and which brings up the next question: What if we are neutral about it? We're not excited or enthusiastic about it. I think, in a parenthesis, I want to say that if you don't like it at all, you shouldn't do it. Like I always mm-hmm. tell people: like you need to have like give enthusiastic consent. But mm-hmm. if you're neutral about it, you want to do it for your partner, but it's just like not exciting for you. Is there any way, as a giver, to build excitement for ourselves?
1: I would say unless it is your partner's like favorite thing in the whole world. And they're like, I can't live if I don't have hand jobs. If you're even just neutral about it, I would say do something else, at least for a while, like give it your, your level best. Like try these new techniques, see if, if that sparks some joy in you. But if you're really like, I could be doing literally anything else right now and not mind, like maybe do something that you're actually genuinely enjoying because your enjoyment Is important too, unless you're in some kind of power dynamic where you are being of service to your partner and this is sort of part of your deal. But, but if you're just on, you know, a completely equal power dynamic plane, do the things that you really genuinely enjoy giving.
0: I can imagine that can be an option for a number of different reasons, right? That sometimes for some people sex can be painful for some people it could be like they haven't get the done the STI testing yet. So they mm-hmm. want to do outer play. But if you're right, I think we the option menu option of outer play. There are still more safer ways that you can explore it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You could give them a flashlight or a stroker of some sort and And hold them and play with a different part of their body and whisper naughty things in their ear while they stroke themselves like there's all sorts of workarounds without you feeling like you're kind of enduring this this activity that you're going through together. (laughs)
0: Well, speaking of upgrading it, like okay, if if our basic kind of like doing hand job is not exciting for us, what are some of the ways we can upgrade it?
1: One of my favorite ways is to warm up the lube. Mm, interesting. It's so simple, but I got a baby bottle warmer for Christmas from my boyfriend, and we literally keep our w- lube bottle in the baby bottle warmer. When sexy fun times start, I click the button. Within five or ten minutes, it's like this hot sensual like not burning hot obviously because it's, it's the temperature that you would feed an infant but like warm relaxing yummy enjoyable sensation and I think that makes it more fun I think bringing in toys makes it more fun I think using dirty talk and sharing like oh I love the way your cock feels in my hands I love the way that your eyes roll back in your head when I touch you like this and and Just communicating that genuine enjoyment is really beautiful to upgrade your experience.
0: You know, I didn't even think about the baby bottle warmer thing. That is a baby bottle warmer. I'm saying it right now because Mm -hmm. I'm going to head to the store and buy one. It's such a genius way of kind of like adding a little bit of different sensation. I think that's wonderful. Is that something you came up with it yourself?
1: It's sort of been floating around the sex educator world for quite some time. I've seen Epiphera talk about it and Joel and Noddy and, and lots of different folks. So I cannot take credit as an original idea, but it has been a game changer because also when you're dealing with cold lube specifically, what does our body do in response to cold? It contracts. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh. And sometimes that's like hot and refreshing if you're into that, if it's 90 degrees out. But if it's chilly and the lube is chilly and you're putting it on a cock that's now like <gasps> shrinking away from it, as opposed to warm where you expand and you relax and you're, oh, ah, yes. It's just inviting that that headspace.
0: Awesome. I, I, like the more you're taught, the more enthusiastic I get about this thing. <laughs> It's called hand job. So tell me about toys. So, so what are some of the toys that can upgrade this experience? So I I am thinking about male pleasure products and they are kind of limited. So I'm I'm curious to know what do you recommend?
1: They have definitely been limited historically, but we are sort of seeing a renaissance of, of penis toys in the last couple of years, which is so cool. So one of my favorite toys is actually. It's not named after me exactly, but it's, it's one of my favorites It's called the Manta and really? it's from Fun Factory. Yes. And what you is know, it? I am, it's a, it's a stroker. Okay. It's meant for either stroking up and down the cock or just sitting on the base. It does vibrate and it wish i had it just right here so i could show you it's it sort of looks like a manta ray mm-hmm. so it's got the two wings and then a, a shaft down the middle that is where the vibrator lives and you can stroke up and down the cock you can go right around the head you can hold it on the base for penetration you can trail the wings over your balls like there's lots of cool ways to play with it and so that's always one that I have nearby. I also really like sleeves. So things like the Tenga eggs are really great. It's, it's kind of like disposable foreskin mm-hmm. where. You only use them one or two times and then you throw them away, but they're really inexpensive. So it's easy to do that. And it just strokes up and down the cock. There was one from Vibratex that I don't, I think they still have it out. It's called the Sidekick.
0: Hmm, I haven't heard about that. What is that?
1: It's a ribbed stroker that you can just go up and down. And then there's another product that it was not intended as a stroker. It was actually intended as a bumper for folks who find that deep penetration is painful for them. Mm -hmm. It's Uh, called the O-Nut. Yeah. Yes. Oh. You can totally use O-Nut as a stroker. <laughs> you can also take one and put it around the balls. So it's mm-hmm. like a little bit of ball stretching and constriction. And then you're also using like two or three of the rings on the cock. My boyfriend loves that. He's like, can you bring the O-Nuts out? <laughs>
0: Amazing. That's a gift that keeps giving. I, I know right. that you can use it for so many things, but I didn't think about it in, in that context. That's, that is brilliant. But like when you were talking about that, I started thinking about something else. What if our lover's erection is dying off? I'm thinking about historically people use cock rings, but I would imagine during the hand job that can get in the way is that is that what you recommend for people when they're losing
1: erection
0: what what else do you have up up your sleeves
1: <laughs> absolutely so my best advice is don't fear the floppy so many people get very insecure when their partner loses their erection like even in just the phrasing that we use they lose lose their erection as though it's something valuable that's been misplaced you know it's just the penis is in a different form. It still has all the same nerve endings. It's still just as sensitive. It feels really great when you play with it. It's just not filled with blood at that particular moment. And so being okay with that, like you don't panic, they won't panic because, you know, for the person who has the penis, when the, the erection goes away, shame comes in and they're like, oh my God, it's not you. I'm so sorry. And then the more they get in their head, the worse it gets. And so just being like, Hey, that's cool. I can keep going if you want. This is still fun for me. And so keep continuing to play with the flaccid cock and and twist around with it and stroke it and and just adore it even more so that they feel like, Oh, oh, okay. This is great. And then suddenly, whoop, and it's back.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love that because you're absolutely right. This is what I'm hearing from my clients that the penis owner gets experienced so much shame and anxiety because yes. it, even some, sometimes, I mean, for most adults, it happens at times that you lose an erection. It's not a biggest deal. If you are above age 16 and you had those experiences and the partner is, it, it feels like their attractiveness is like a validation that's going away. And that can turn to this like very awkward, non-helpful kind of interaction because the partner's already feeling bad. You are feeling deflated as well. And it's right. not a good scene.
1: Totally. So yeah, don't panic. They won't panic. Just be like, okay, cool. This is another form of your body that I get to enjoy you in. Let's do it.
0: Well, something that I heard of, I haven't seen is some men are able to ejaculate with a flaccid penis. Is Mm -hmm. that a thing?
1: That is absolutely a thing. Other men are able to have orgasms without ejaculating. Other men are able to ejaculate and stay hard and keep going. Like penis is a wondrous, wondrous thing. It's all normal. It's all something that you can do and have access to. Sometimes multiple orgasms without ejaculation takes some training, but it's all available to you.
0: Wonderful. And I love the framing that you mentioned that you can still have fun playing, exploring your lover's penis because it still has a sensation. And I always tell people thinking about what is the meaning of sex for us? If it's connection, then you're still connecting with your lover. So I think it's important to kind of like check in with yourself about this unuseful toxic messaging that we learn from the society of the meaning of a erectiness and all of that. So I can talk to you about this hours. That's why people need to know about your services and sign up for your programs as I did. So please tell us more about where can people get a hold of you?
1: Absolutely. I work with clients, either individuals or couples. That is the most streamlined, you know, special focused attention way to work with me. It is expensive, but it's worth it. (laughs) If you are doing more, you know, budget friendly things, my online courses are a great way to get to have access to my information without having to to pay the premium for coaching. So you can visit elevatedintimacy.com and get the free handy skills mini course. And then we have the full hand sex masterclass on sale a couple times a year. Typically, it's only like July and Valentine's Day, but little secret for you, we are going to be doing a quick 24-hour Black Friday sale. So Ooh. that will be, you know, keep an eye out for that. Sign up for the mini course so that you'll get the email as soon as the the flash sale goes live around Black Friday. You can find me on Instagram at Canisexual. I have a podcast also called Elevated Intimacy, so that's got lots of juicy information and I just look forward to finding fun ways to work together.
0: Awesome. Great, great. So I, I see you signing up for lots of classes, sex classes on my Black Friday list. <laughs> and if I'll go watch TV, like good TVs, and I'm getting <laughs> more sex education. Thank you so much, Ashley, for coming on the show. I, I love having you. And thank you so much for sharing your expertise with us.
1: Thank you so much for inviting me. This has been wonderful.
0: I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation and got some ideas on how you can upgrade your strokes and strategies around pleasuring your partner. One of the things that's very interesting to me that I often hear people saying that, you know, I'm good. I don't need to learn anything. I'm great. And it's mind-blowing for me because as a sex educator and a sex therapist, years and years I've been getting exposed to new content and Without exaggeration, every single episode that I record, I learn something new. So it's very interesting that many people have this close-mindedness that I'm good. I already know everything that's out there. So I know you guys are not one of those people. And since you are such a wonderful supporter of this show, it means a lot to me. If you enjoy this show, take a minute and give me your feedback in wherever you're listening to this show. So if you write us a review, it means a lot to us and specifically me <laughs> because it's a, this is a one-moment show. I love hearing your thoughts. And by writing reviews, you're supporting this show and increasing our visibility. And I'm so grateful for, for you, your help and all that you do to spreading the word. Anyhow, I hope you guys have a fantastic Valentine's Day even if you are not in the relationship